Oh, my God. We're back. Oh, you still sound bad. I know, right? Yeah. Fucking COVID. So you had it, too? Oh, man. I didn't realize you yeah. also got it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's what was so bad. Oh, man. But yeah, we had an amazing time in New Orleans. Abs- well, actually, let me let me intro the show first. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you engage with us on social media at Symbol Pirate Alice, at Phone Shut Up, at Symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at Symbol The Watchlist Pod. You can also um, find your own and make your own uh, watchlist by going to thewatchlistpod.com. And if you happen to listen on Apple, please give us a five star review. Indeed. Oh, man. So. As you can hear, my voice still isn't. For real. Yeah. Um, but it was for a very, very, very good reason. So shout out to Terry, who had an awesome birthday in New Orleans. So a bunch of us all got together to help her celebrate a milestone birthday in New Orleans. And then there was also another woman on our trip by the name of Faith who was celebrating her 21st birthday in New Orleans. And we were supposed to have a woman named Meredith along, but unfortunately a family circumstance happened. And all I want to do is wish her a continued peace through this particularly rough time. But the 10 of us continued on and had an amazing, amazing, we all had an amazing time celebrating Terry and Faith. I ran into somebody I knew while I was down there. Of course I did. You always do. I know, right? I'm me. (laughs) So on the plane ride back, my ears started closing up. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I was like, okay, this is just normal plane shit. It'll be fine in a couple of hours or so, right? Mm Mm-mm. Nope. Then the next day I started getting the scratchy throat. And then by Friday, tested positive for the COVID. But at least this time, the line waited like seven minutes to appear. As as opposed to the last time I got COVID where I just, I hovered the thing over the thing. And it's like, no, you got fucking COVID. (laughs) Yeah, I I like took it three times. And each time that line was like, blam. I, I tested positive a week ago today. So hopefully I am no longer positive, although I should take a test. But, um, yeah, my voice is still fucked up from it. I'm still coughing. Are you? Yep. Oh, that sucks. I, I, I tried to bring a bag of groceries from our garage to the kitchen. Oof. And, yeah, then I realized, oh, yeah, lung shit goes with this, too. <laughs> yep, yep. Fuck. So... But I feel bad because I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, first of all, Terry, I know you're listening and I appreciate you listening. Totally worth it. That time was fucking awesome. And to all of the other people who were on our trip with us, I had an amazing time with all of you. This was totally worth it. Now I see why Terry is so in love with fucking New Orleans. I really do. Cool. Anyway. 
So I'm going to try to make it through this. Folks, I am so sorry if I sound like shit. Um, I made tea with honey. It is here. See? Look. Nice. There it is. Mm-hmm. But sitting on the couch with COVID gave me the opportunity to watch a lot of shit. I've got a backlog of shit, too. All right. I've got one, two, three, four, five things. I that do I'm as talk well. About. Five things. What? Oh, my gosh. All right. Then why don't you start, then? I will start. There's a movie on Netflix called Badland Hunters. It stars Ma Dong Suk. He was in Train to Busan and The Eternals. And uh, Lee Hee Joon. He was in Vincenzo and the new Netflix series that just released called A Killer Paradox. So it's a post-apocalyptic soul. And Nam San, which is played by uh, Ma Dong Suk, he's a relentless wasteland hunter. And along with some other survivors, they're all living this hard life in their little village. And he's going and scavenging the wastelands for food and other resources to help all the people he's living with. But trouble ensues when a group of people claiming to be from a school that will house and feed the kids that are in their village, along with their families, they lure this teenage girl and her grandmother away to go live in their school a few clicks off. And that school is run by a rogue scientist, Dr. Yang Jisoo. Prior to the apocalypse, he had been illegally experimenting on humans to try and make them immortal by injecting them with this serum. And naturally, this serum turns people into mutant soldiers. And the serum is made using something that the teenagers and children have. So he's really experimenting on these kids, brainwashing them into thinking they're helping this doctor to save the human race and shit. So uh, Nam Sun learns of all this and sets out to save the girl and her grandmother from the doctor's experiments. This is a fun uh, uh, action movie. Lots of fighting scenes because these mutant soldiers become super strong and and all that kind of thing. It's it's and then I like the Madong Suk. He's really funny. So Badly and Hunters, it's on Netflix. It's a really fun movie and y'all should watch it. Ah, okay. So I'm gonna start off with uh the, the thing I liked the least first. Ooh, okay. All right. And I'm gonna end with what I loved the best. What I the first thing was it's called Alexander the Making of a God. Oh, okay. And it's on Netflix and it is a partial drama drama reenactment and partial docu series about Alexander. And Laura's always challenging me with um uh, historical pieces and historical dramas. I'm like, fuck it, we'll throw this on. I it looks good. Boy, was it boring. Holy shit. Is it like a series or just like a movie? No, no, it's a series. Okay, so it is a series. So it's got several episodes to it. I barely made it out of the first one. Oh man. And it's not because it was bad. It's because it was boring. Hmm. It would have been far more interesting if it had chosen one thing. Are we going to be a dramatic reenactment of the life of Alexander? 
Alexander the Great? Alexander the Great. Okay, because there's a few Alexanders in my head. Sorry. Sorry, That's okay. Alexander the Great. Do you want to be Colin Farrell? <laughs> or or do you want to be a documentary, a serious documentary about Alexander the Great? Mm. I would have been far better had they chosen one or the other. Okay. But if you would like to throw something on in the background and or find something to fall asleep to, Alexander, The Making of a God is for You. It is on Netflix. <laughs> okay. And just to prove I'm not off my rocker, it has a current Rotten Tomatoes score of 39%. Wow. That's pretty low. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well. All right. I was able to get into Disney Plus through oh. a brother-in-law who shared. So I was able to watch the movie from 2019 called The Kid Who Would Be King. Oh, I remember seeing promos for that. Yeah. It has Patrick Stewart, Rebecca Ferguson, and Louis oh, Ashburn Circus, who just happens to be the youngest son of Andy Circus. And okay. it's about a young boy starting high school. Of course, he's bullied by the older kids along with his best friend. They're both getting bullied. And one night, as bullies do, they plot to attack him. And he runs and hides in a nearby construction site, as you do, where as he finds a sword embedded in concrete. As of course. You do. Natch. Naturally. The bullies can't pull it out, but of course he can because it is Excalibur. And this awakens Morgana, who plans to destroy the Earth. Merlin shows up. He is part teenage boy and part Patrick Stewart. And then the wackiness ensues. It was a fun little movie. Uh, be fun for families to watch. Yeah, I mean, it was a good distraction for a while. Uh, okay. But it's not one that you should go and subscribe to Disney Plus to get. Because, yeah, no, no. Yeah, well. Definitely not worth that. We have to talk later. Of course. About some changes that are happening happening in the streaming world. Absolutely. Some big shit is happening, people, so stay fucking tuned. And I mean that. Yes, yes, anyway. yes. Big stuff. The kid who would be king? On uh, Disney Plus, yeah. Go oh, yeah. And if you've already got Disney Plus and you can't find anything else, sure. It'll be fun evening with the family. Well, okay. If you like the King Arthur whole story if you don't like king arthur stuff then yeah don't watch this because that's what this is you know what i really enjoyed back in the day like 20 years ago which i can't fucking believe it was 20 years ago already the clive owen kira knightley ewan griffud king arthur you liked that one yeah oh i wasn't there i don't know why i just Although dug clive it. owen is impressive to watch in anything but that one well, just, yes. yeah, didn't... And I've got yeah. to check out this Monsieur Spade thing that he's in, which is a series sequel to The Maltese Falcon. And he's in it. He plays Sam Spade. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing I have is a show that I just found because I was dicking around on, on Max, right? Okay. And here's part one of the news that I was very interested in. Max now has the Star Trek movies. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. 
That's very interesting, especially given that Paramount has laid off 800 people recently. Yes. Hmm. It's beginning, people. The merging of these services is happening. Yep. And I personally have a friend who has been impacted by this over the last couple of years. And she lost her job in the big-ass world of, of entertainment. And is finding it hard to find a job because all these things are condensing down. And laying off well, more I, and more people. And I noticed that, like, and I got an email that says Star Trek is now on Max. Like, wait a minute. Isn't that the flagship fucker of Paramount Plus? Yeah. So I looked. And as of right now, the only thing that I think I saw were just all of the movies. Okay. But that's huge. And it's all the movies, the old ones and the new ones? Correct. Everything wow. from Star Trek the motion picture all the way through Star Trek Nemesis. But not the new new ones with What's-His-Face. as With Chris Pine? I yeah. didn't notice that. Okay. I didn't notice that. Okay. But they're starting to migrate that shit over. And there are different things on HBO, or on HBO Max. They should have just fucking kept it. Oh, uh, right? Yeah. So watch out, people. I think Paramount Plus is the next one to go under. I believe it. While I was noodling then through Max, I found something called No Script with Marshawn Lynch. And if you are not familiar with Marshawn Lynch, he, he was an amazing... He, they actually called him Beast Mode. And he was a running back for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, particularly during their uh, Super Bowl run. I mean, this man could just plow through anything, right? But he is retired now, and he has been everywhere. He's with he's in that commercial with Gronk about potato chips. He's he's everywhere, because he has got a spectacular personality for this shit. Hmm. Okay. Well, what's what struck me and found me this show was that episode two says Marshawn remakes Star Wars, and he actually goes to Lucasfilm tries out some new like AI game thing and then goes into a dubbing studio and they make his voice very R-rated. Oh. The voice of Darth Vader. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> oh my god, that shit was funny. It looks like there is only one season of this. Each episode is like 20 minutes long. Oh, that's not Um bad. no. You know what? There are worse things out there to watch, and it's fun. Do you have to like football to watch it? No, but it would help so that you know the host and his personality and and all that other sort of stuff. I doubt people will find this show. It's from 2017, and I thought it was a hoot. Is it pretty deeply buried in the Max? Kind of, sort of, yeah. You got to go find it. No script with Marshawn Lynch. Okay. One season, eight episodes. If you're looking for something to laugh at, okay. So my next thing is a movie that Dwight found like a trailer or a little clip of. I think it was more of a little clip, and he wanted to watch it. He found that it's on Tubi, which is the free streaming service with ads. This is called Studio 666. This oh. stars all the members of Foo Fighters. Okay. It is uh, Dave Grohl and his all of his bandmates, 
And there are appearances by Will Forte, Jenna Ortega, Whitney Cummings, and Jeff Garland. This is a nutso comedy horror movie with lots of gory, bloody stuff. And it is like, and it's fake gory, bloody stuff. And it is absolutely the goofiest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's called Studio 666. It's on Tubi. There's not much more to say because really you just need to watch it for free. You can watch it totally for free. And if you're a Foo Fighters fan, you probably already know what this is because it's not that new. It's pretty old. But if you're not a deep, heavy Foo Fighters fan and you just think Dave Grohl is kind of the bee's knees, you'll love this. Studio 666, free on Tubi. Sweet. Now, here's where I'm starting to get into stuff I really, really, really enjoyed. Okay. This next thing is an animated series, and it's called Clone High. Clone High. It originally began in 2002, but just dropped a third season this year. Where is it Because it was... Um, it is on Max okay. now, form, formerly HBO Max. And because it was canceled because of its... I mean, this show is irreverent as fuck. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, you have to leave a lot of your sensitivity shit at the door. Because not only is it R-rated for language and images and all that, but... But the way they portray characters and what happens is... The government created clones of a lot of historical figures. Abraham Lincoln, JFK, Cleopatra, Joan of Arc, Gandhi, in in hopes of doing, you know, bad things, taking over the world, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. But these are all young kids, so they're in high school. <laughs> and they're going through normal high school shit as the characters that they are cloned after. So JFK is like the jock, womanizing, punk, you know, (laughs) that sort of thing. I'll tell you what. This is some funny shit, and it's got things to say. Hmm. This is more than just a stupid show because you have to pay attention to the things they're saying and the things they're doing and the things that they are calling out. But I find this show hilarious. And I like the writing because it is smart. Yes, the characters do dumb, dippy shit because it's an animated show. Mm-hmm. But what they do is, I think it's very poignantly done. Interesting. So if you're looking for a, a cool animated comedy series to look for, Clone High on Max. Is that another one you got to dig for? Um... Or was it I don't like think so. Served up. It was it was kind of highlighted because they just dropped season three. Okay. So it was in that just added section. Oh, okay, okay. And I saw that it was animated, so I checked it out, and that's how I started watching it. There's this urban legend that originated in Japan and South Korea, and this is like for real thing, and it's on the internet and stuff. Very big internet uh, yeah. buzz. So essentially, step by step, there's a ritual. That's believed to by some to blur the lines of reality. So nope, what you do not gonna do it. Is you get in an elevator of any building that has at least ten floors, and of then course. you go to different floors in a specific order, 
When the elevator stops on the fifth floor, it is reported that a woman is said to enter the elevator, but you're not supposed to look at her or talk to her. You just, like, ignore her. Because if you do, she's going to take you to the other world. If you play the the game right, nothing happens. If you break the rules, you get torn apart by the fifth floor woman. Wait a minute. Yep. (laughs) Then what's the point of doing all of this if you cannot engage fifth floor woman? To scare the shit out of yourself. Just like, why would you do that Bloody Mary thing looking in a mirror, turning around in the dark room? Wait, wait. Remember that when you were a kid? Yes. Yes, I do. And as a matter of fact, one of the shows that I'm going to talk about next talks about Bloody Mary. Okay. So it's like Um, playing Bloody Mary because that's what dumbass kids do. But wait a minute. So you start at 10, you go to 2, you go to 1, you go to 4, and all this stuff, and you end up at 5. Yeah, when you get to 5, this this mysterious otherworld woman is supposedly... Gets on the elevator with you, but you don't look at her or interact with her or bad things will happen to you. And see, it would make sense to me to go through all of that if mysterious fifth floor lady would say, you know, there's a treasure in the car across the street or watch out or, or, you know, do something, you know, like there was a reason. No. But you just want to find this bitch? Hell no. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a movie on AMC Plus slash Shudder. It's an American horror film based on this game. And a team of young streamers that investigate paranormal legends, they decide to try this game and film it. Of course, of course they do. something goes wrong because you wouldn't have a movie otherwise. And this fifth floor woman is after them, killing the members of the streamer team. It is just... It's a ba- your basic horror movie with like this paranormally horrorness other worlds that are all red. It's all lit in red. The other world, uh, yeah. One so, guy lost his sister to this crazy ass game. Blah 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 blah. But see, if you could engage with somebody in the other world, then well, it would be worth it. You can, but you probably die. <laughs> Oh, see, no. At least in this see, movie. At least in this movie. This is some bullshit. I paid $2.50 to see it back in my, my Yeah, back, back in, my in the year. day. Yeah. Anyway, what's the name of it? It is called Elevator Game. It's on AMC Plus or if you've got <laughs> Such Shutter. an original title. I mean, totally, okay. you know. You know, you get what you're going to get with Elevator Game, which is what that urban legend is also called, the Elevator Game. Many a website tell you how to play. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be playing around in an elevator. Yeah, I got no, time for that I don't want to be playing with that shit. You might as well bring a fucking Ouija board on as well. Yeah, real or not, I'm not. I don't want to waste time playing in an elevator. Yeah, going up no. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. But I do. I do. It is becoming more and more attractive to subscribe to Shutter these days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They've got some interesting movies. Dwight. Dwight I, has found all of these except for Bedland Hunters. Everything I'm reviewing, he found all of hmm. these. Well, the next thing that I'm... Fucking elevator game. Anyway. <laughs> the next thing that I have is called The Tourist. Oh, I started that. And actually, it was on Max before it became on Netflix. And was we watched really? some of it on Max. Dwight was like, hey, this show. Do you remember this show? And he's describing it. I'm like, 
it sounds vaguely familiar. And so then I watched the first episode to go, oh, yeah, I remember watching this. Yeah. Ah, it's it's okay. pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's very good. And apparently a new season is about to drop as well. Oh. Now, you just started watching this. What episode are you well, in? Well, we watched, I watched quite a bit of it when it was on Max. Um, but I have vague memories of it. Very vague memories. Um, okay. I watched did you the first episode. It? No, I don't think we finished it. Okay. But I did watch the first episode, remind myself, oh, yeah, that's what this is about. And, yeah, then I have uh, all these other things I'm watching. <laughs> I haven't gone well, back yet. Well, it takes place in the Australian outback, and it begins very much like the Steven Spielberg movie Duel. There's a car driving down a road, and then all of a sudden there's a there's an 18-wheeler behind him honking and all that stuff, and you don't kind of want to know why. But the guy in the the guy in the car, who's played by Jamie Dornan, who is uh, from Fifty Shades of Who Gives a Fuck. Anyway, <laughs> he's driving down the road, and he's kind of like, no, fuck this guy. I'm going to go faster. Well, that seems to piss off the truck, and... You know, you wouldn't have a TV show if Jamie Dornan just went to the other side of the road and let the truck pass, but whatever. So a chase ensues, and the truck finally catches up with Jamie Dornan, and it knocks him so that he has total amnesia. In these small-ass Australian outback towns, he's trying to figure out who he is and piece his life together, all while somebody seems to be after him to kill him. I'll tell you what, it was entertaining as fuck. Yeah, that first episode's a lot of fun. That um, the officer, the police officer girl, she yes. was in the movie Patty Cakes, which is a fun-ass movie that everybody should watch. And she was also in Bird Box, from what I see. Oh, and, okay. But she's the character who actually invokes uh, Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah. Later, <laughs> later on. Um, but anyway, it is... It is I think it's very entertaining. And you know what else I loved about this series? It was only six episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty short. It's pretty short. And it's going to be another episode, season. So. And each episode is only an hour long. But my problem uh-huh. comes in that at the end of the, la- of the last episode, it seemed to end. Hmm. So what the fuck is season two going to be about? I have no idea. Maybe another tourist. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe. I hope so. That You know what? Now oh. that you mention that, that would be good. But no, they said Jamie Dornan was back. Yeah. I, and I think it, if I remember, it's filmed in the UK. Okay. I'm pretty right, sure. So... I'm pretty sure. All right. Because at the end of the show... He hadn't gotten his, like, there were things about his memory that he got back, but he hadn't gotten everything back. Oh, so maybe this is what it is. He's getting the rest of it back. Maybe. Maybe. But anyway, if you have Netflix, watch The Tourist. Yeah, it's totally worth watching, I think. It's totally worth watching. Is yeah. is are there plot holes in it? Yes. Well, yeah. do do characters do some stupid things that you would say, what the fuck? Yes. But it's entertaining. It's really entertaining. So my very last thing is a documentary that's only 90 minutes long. It's on Netflix. It is called 
Lover, Stalker, Killer. It's about a love triangle gone horribly wrong. It recounts the true story of how auto mechanic Dave Krupa became embroiled in an online dating nightmare that resulted in years of stalking and harassment. Arson, murder, all of this shit goes down. There's this sh- a shocking twist for those who aren't familiar with the story. The whole fucking thing is nuts, but I found it so fascinating. I was sucked in. This this is one that Dwight, of course, chose to watch, and I was like, I'm, I'm invested now. He fell asleep through a good chunk of it, but I was invested, so I had to keep going. It's only 90 minutes, so it's an hour and a half of your time, but it's worth watching because it's like crazy, crazy shit. Ah, I love crazy shit. It is crazy shit. Very entertaining as true story crazy shit seems to go. Excellent. I liked it. Lover, Stalker, Killer on Netflix. And I lied. You just jogged my memory. Ah. (laughs) The tourist. You just jogged my memory about something else I watched. Ah, okay. So before I get to the ultimate thing that I really, really, really liked, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the greatest night in pop. Hmm, okay. It is a documentary film on Netflix about the making of the song We Are the World. You you would look at this movie and never think, oh, yeah, um, wow, that really was a feat of magic for them to pull this off. Because you would think that they would just schedule everybody to be in a room all at the same time. Oh, no, everybody's schedule was so fucked up. Oh, yeah. They had to wait to the night of the American Music Awards. Oh. And at the the end of the awards show, Lionel Richie and Quincy Jones got everybody in the same room in a studio in L.A. and worked all night until like 8 or 9 a.m. the next morning to record We Are the World. Interesting. You would think that they And I'm not even... You think what? You'd think that they'd get people like uh, onesie twosie into a studio and record the tracks and then mix it all later. Because you could you totally can't. do that. You could. But but you can't because they sing as a chorus. Oh, well, aside from that part. They sing as a chorus. Yeah. I'm not going to give away how they made the song, but you have to watch it just as a good retro kind of, oh, my God, that's how they did that? That's kind of cool. That's what that person looked like in 1985? <laughs> Holy shit. That person? And and no shade to Laura whatsoever, but she kept looking at me like, okay, who's that? Who's that? Who's that again next to Billy Joel? You mm-hmm. know, that sort of thing. And it was fun to do that. And it 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 is truly a wonderful hour and a half that you're going to spend watching this. It's actually an hour and 36 minutes long. It's on Netflix. The Greatest Night in Pop. Regardless of whether or not you like the song itself, you should watch this. I wonder if uh, the Band-Aid song was the same kind of way to pull pull everybody together. Do they know it's Christmas? Because that's another big one, but that was all British people. That was all British people, and they talk about that song. Oh, good. Okay. At the beginning of this movie. Yeah, because that one came out first. Just watch this movie. It's a I great think I documentary. Will. Cool. The only thing I didn't like about it, 
was that they didn't play the song in its entirety with oh, the music video at the, the end. What the I, hell? I would have watched it for another four minutes to just watch the music video Yeah, the again. whole point of watching all that is so that you watch the video and go, oh, that's pretty cool how it all came together. Which is part of the magic of what was happening that night because not only were they trying to record all of this to make a song, they were trying to record bits for the music video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, wow. Wow. It's absolutely amazing. Anyway, that's called The Greatest Night in Pop. And your last one? The last one is an amazing fucking series on Apple TV Plus who continues to be the gold standard for shit to watch. Mm -hmm. It is called Blackbird. And it is... Is this eight episodes, I think? It's a movie about a guy named Jimmy Keene, who's played by Taron Edgerton, who was in the movie Kingsman, The Secret Service. He played Elton John in Rocket Man. He's an amazing actor. His character, Jimmy, is sentenced to 10 years in prison, but he gets an offer He needs to elicit a confession from a suspected child killer named Larry Hall. And if he gets that confession, he'll be free. You following me so far? Yeah, Dwight, watch this. Okay. I saw bits. I wasn't paying attention. The difference is Keene, when he begins his 10-year sentence, is in a fluff prison. He's like in a minimal security prison, right? He's actually got a side business of renting out, like, adult magazines, that kind of shit, right? But this guy, this devil of a fucker, is in a maximum security hellhole. So the risk is, if he cannot get a confession, he's serving out the rest of his sentence in a maximum security hellhole. Yeah. But Paul... Walter Hauser, who played Larry Hall, the killer, won an Emmy for how fucking scary good he is in this movie as the killer. I didn't realize that. Cool. Ray Liotta is in this. It's actually, I think, Ray Liotta's last series. Mm -hmm. He did a few things that are being released posthumously. But Ray Liotta is amazing in this. And Greg Kinnear is also in it. If you are truly, truly, truly looking for an amazing, yet sometimes very hard to watch series, Blackbird on Apple TV Plus, watch it. It is yet another reason to subscribe to Apple TV Plus. That is the most worthy uh, streaming service, really. It is. It truly is the most worthy streaming service. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I wish it were Netflix, but Netflix is just like your multiplex of, the, you know, a multiplex theater. Of random shit. Just random shit that gets released in February and in August. <laughs> uh, and some stuff that has been out forever. Oh, now you can watch it on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, Netflix is always going to be Netflix and it's going to be fine. Yeah. And I and I contend, and you, me, and Dave. Shout out to Dave, by hey, the Dave. way. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Thank you for missing us over these last couple of weeks. We appreciate you, man. Yeah. 
you know, we were all joking, like all of these things are starting to coalesce. And we, we were joking about what the name of this one <laughs> gigantic yes, streaming yes. service was going to be. I'll tell you what, man, Netflix is, I think Netflix is going to survive. Hulu is obviously going to survive because that's Disney. Everything else is up for grabs. Yeah. Everything. And another thing, too, that you got me hip to today. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is our news segment. News. Patty got me hip to Voodoo becoming Fandango at home. Got an email about that. And as did I. I just didn't see it. Because um, I didn't check my email the last couple of weeks. Why? Because I was sick. Yeah. Um, Voodoo outlasted Target's streaming service. And Walmart streaming service. Actually, Voodoo started out as Walmart streaming service. And then everything, and then I think they absorbed one other streaming service as well. And so I was like, good, I hitched my my wagon to the right horse with Voodoo, right? And then you send me this email today saying, well, it's going to change to Fandango at home. Which, if you go back into your watch list archive, people... We talked about owning digital copies and how that's actually wrong. You don't. That's right. You own a license to watch at whatever time you wish a digital copy of said film. Yep. The only way to own a copy of a movie is to buy the physical disc. Period. Yeah. Absolutely, period. So now I'm afraid, like, all my shit is just going to go away one day. I think I said this when we were talking about it as well. Yep, when I was pointing out, you don't own it. You don't own it. So right now I'm like, well, shit. I got a lot of shit in there. Yeah. Spent a lot of money so, too, I bet. And that's a, that's a lot of fucking money, Patty. And you think you're saving money because you're buying a $5 digital copy versus the $20 hard copy? Mm-hmm. But $5 only buys you a license. So one of these days, somebody might snatch that license from me and say, nope, nope, look here, Sonny. You and your young rock and roll with your journey and your Aerosmith, <laughs> you get to go away now. Yeah. So, if you have voodoo out there, everybody. Check your email. Or check your email. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're skimming off of my voodoo, <laughs> changes are coming. Because I yeah. think I shared my library with a couple of people. Oh, Natch. how nice. Um, you know, family members and all that, especially during the pandemic. Oh, yeah, because that, yeah. Yeah. You know. So, but I've got over 400 movies oh, in my shit. You really library. invested in that stuff. Wow. Well, when I go in, I kind of, I don't do anything half-ass. I give no, it my clearly. whole ass. Yeah. And that's a big <laughs> ass. Let me tell you. My big oh. ass went in hard. <laughs> but I did it because Laura made sense. She's like, nobody's collecting physical discs anymore. As a matter of fucking fact, David and I lamented over this, that Best Buy no longer sells hard disks yeah no they don't they got rid of all of their physical media yep 
Okay, now coming out next month or in April, three major, major releases in 4K. True Lies, The Abyss, and Aliens. Oh. And I cannot wait. But you bet I'm going to run my ass out and buy physical copies of those. Yeah. Even though they come with 4K digital versions... The first thing I want to do, just as a as a movie nerd, is I want to put in the actual physical disc and compare it to the digital copy. Oh yeah, yeah. so see if so they that cut review it is anything? Yeah. Well, see if they just mastered it differently. Oh, that too. Because those are classic movies. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing is this way: if the digital library goes fuck up, then uh, I still have my my physical copies of these movies in 4K. So beware, people. This, 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 I guess, what, what do I want to call it? This compression of everything is happening. Yeah. It's like soup. And, and you just, like, steam off all the water. And what's left is going to be the soup that you get. I forgot the word for that right now. But, um, yeah. It's happening. Now, if you don't care, great. You're just mm-hmm. going to watch wherever it ends up, and that's that's fine. And I'm not old enough to say, man, I want all my movies where I want them. No, they'll end up like the Star Trek movies are on Max now. Okay, I'll watch them on Max now. Also, did you know that uh, Hulu canceled this fool? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they canceled oh. This Fool on Hulu. Hmm. I think it had two seasons, and now it's gone. That was my other piece of news. Oh. And I liked This Fool. Dwight likes it, too. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's gone. Hmm. Like Hall and Oates. It's Aww. gone. Yeah, they actually Aww. are gone. They're suing each other, so... Yeah, uh, they're fighting. Yeah. Another reason to watch fucking... Uh, the the best night in pop because Hollow Notes are there. Hey. And they like each other. And they like each other back then. <laughs> All right. Uh do you have any news? I have no news. Besides my dogs barking, heralding some intruder walking in front of the house, mm-hmm. be it a small child in a stroller wheel thing. <laughs> Mine has anyway, finally folks. left me alone, thank goodness. Well, mine haven't. Anyway, <laughs> late breaking news. Thanks to David, who who must have been channeling us as yeah. we were talking. His ears were itchy. sent us sent <laughs> sent us a text that said it looked like Peacock and Paramount Plus were in talks to merge into a single streaming service. So David wrote Paracock? Yeah, it's going to be called Paracox Plus. <laughs> Paracox Plus. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I, I just... Damn. Hang on. I'm trying to look for what we called everything else. Disney Mount Max Flix Plus. <laughs> uh, oh, well, we can you, get rid of that. You followed it with... Disney Mount Max Flixery Plus. That's right, because I had to include the Discovery, Discovery Channel. Discovery Channel stuff, yeah. 
Wow. See, I knew Paramount. Pl- so, yeah, Paramount. I may not have been happening. right. Something's happening with Paramount Plus. I think they're about to fold. Mm-hmm. I think they are exact. I think they are about to fold. I, I was I was correct, but just not with the right outlet. Yeah. yeah. So so if they merge with Peacock, okay, at least Peacock's got Comcast money, and knowing that. The amount of money that they that I pay them per month, right? Yeah, they're they're going to be around for a little while. The amount of money America pays them, really. America, that's right. Yeah. America, America pays. America plays plays pay, pays fuck pays Comcast a lot of fucking money. Yeah, they do. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Damn. So I'm going to predict. Oh, prediction time. That w- that by June, Paramount Plus is gone. By June. Okay. It's on By the June. record. By June. Yes. So 32 people, you listen to me. <laughs> you know. You heard it here first. You've been told uh, that Paramount Plus by June will fold. And if I'm wrong, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Whatever. All right. Do us a favor. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on the contact us button. Or engage with us on social media as I take my deep, like, COVID breath. <laughs> or engage with us on social media, at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol The Watchlist Pod. What's your streaming threshold now? Are you glad you quit something? Are you waiting for it to all settle? What's your deal with streaming? And did you go in with buying digital copies? Do you have a library like me? Or are you like, fuck it, no, I'll just stream whatever? Let us know. I would love to hear that. Also, make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We appreciate that. And to all of our listeners, thank you for being patient while Patty and I both recovered mm-hmm. from fucking COVID. Yeah. I dodged it all this time. And then That's right. It was your first time. It. Yep. This was my third. Oh, God. Man. This was my third hopefully next week we'll both be you'll stop coughing i will sound a little bit i'm tired of sounding like this i need my normal voice back yeah you do daddy's gotta work man (laughs) i can't work like this earn those medium dollars i gotta i I gotta earn them low to mid five figures at some (laughs) point anyway i hope all of you have an awesome an awesome week and to all of all of my NOLA peeps, I miss you guys. It was such a fun time. And to our friend Meredith, you have our love and support. All right, you guys, you take care. Have an awesome week. Yeah. We will catch you next time. Okay, okay. bye.